Houston. James Howell will be speaking about the four words in the book of Isaiah, wonderful counselor, mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. So for Advent, we're going to do a new um, introit, a new call to worship, not our how lovely, which was traditional, but we're gonna teach it to you first. Um, so this is a little scene from Messiah. The choir will be here to help you. And you, if you look in the first page of your program, you'll see the text in bold is your part. And we will sing before you start. Evan will play an introduction. We'll sing, for unto us a child is born, and his name shall be called. And then it's your turn. And we'll show you, there'll be a big gesture when it's time. Okay. <laughs> so we're gonna try this all together. The choir will stand and join me, and then I'll point to you when it's your turn. Let's learn the tune first. It's wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Got it? Just the back row. I'm kidding. <laughs> Ready and wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The Beautiful. Here we are at the beginning. forward to hearing you sing.
Well, thank you, Bellissimo. We appreciate that so very much. Uh, bells ringing in church means it's time for worship. It's time for prayers. Good morning, friends, and welcome to our 830 service on this, the first Sunday of Advent, the new Christian year. So exciting to be here. Welcome to those of you in the room, many more we know who are joining us uh, online. Some of you are visiting with us. Goodness, we are so honored uh, that you have come. Thank you. Uh, it's the first Sunday of Advent. It is the 20th birthday of Goodness Gracious, our gift shop. You want to pay attention to that. Drop by there today. They have all kinds of special things going on. I'm up front. My name's James Howell. I'm up front this morning with my friend and colleague, Reverend Nathan Arledge. Nathan, what else have we got? It's a joy to be here together. It's a joy to provide you an opportunity to fill your whole evening. Um, the youth still have a lot of Christmas trees for sale, so if you haven't gotten yours yet, they'll be selling from 12 to 3. So go get that, decorate it a little bit. Then at 4 or 6, there's the Christmas concert that's uptown at First United Methodist. We'll have, have shuttles from here to there, then back. Um, it's something you definitely don't want to miss. And it's a great opportunity to extend an invitation to somebody and say, hey, come and experience this joy and this season um, and bring them back into the fold of the church. Let us continue this time of worship. Please join in our responsive reading as we light the first candle. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined.
let us continue this time of rejoicing as we affirm our faith with the Apostles' Creed, which can be found in your bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let us join together our voices and our hearts as we confess before one another and God. Let us pray. Wonderful Counselor, we lay our foolishness and brokenness at your feet. Guide us into your wisdom. Mighty God, our pride and quest for power cause more harm than good. Open our hearts to your strength and weakness. Everlasting Father, Forgive us for straying far from our home with you. Restore our kinship with you, O God. Prince of peace, conflict, fear, and rancor plague us. Let us believe your promises and gifts of peace. O come, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. Hear the good news that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen.
reading is Isaiah chapter 11, beginning with the first verse. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the girdle of his waist, and faithfulness the girdle of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the lion and the fatting together, and a little child shall lead them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Two thousand seven hundred years ago, uh, Israel was plunged into a uh, terrifying national crisis. Uh, the Assyrians were surrounding the walls of the city of Jerusalem, had already crushed other cities, trembling inside. No one knew what to do. They looked at King Ahaz. He was a fool of a leader. Good thing the prophet Isaiah had access to the corridors of power. He came to Ahaz, and Ahaz said, show me a sign. He wanted a strong sign, maybe a thunderstorm from heaven to scare off the Assyrians or an angelic horde coming down. Give me a sign. And then Isaiah points to a pregnant woman at court, says, this woman shall conceive and bear a son. We will call his name Emmanuel. So lovely. It's always God's way. Some Christians panic when they go off to college and they take Religion 101. Some professor stands up and says that when Isaiah says this, he's not gazing into a crystal ball predicting the birth of Jesus 700 years in the future, and the answer to that is, of course not. God doesn't do crystal ball gazing. What God does is God speaks to people when they are in crisis. It is God's nature always to be the kind of God who doesn't bring thunderstorms from heaven to smite our enemies, but instead comes as love, comes as a vulnerable one, comes as one who evokes tenderness. It is God's nature, comes as one whose nickname is Emmanuel. Names. Uh, names. I'd love to ask each one of you, not what is your name, but how did you come to have the name that you have? There's always a story there. They aren't just randomly generated. We could do that. You could have computer generation. You have a child, computer says, this child's name shall be Beatrice. Oh, okay, cool. Instead, there's always a story. My name is James. I was named for my parents' two grandfathers who were both James. I don't know why I never became a Jim or a Jimmy or a Jamie. We're not a formal, stuffy family, but I just have been James. When Lisa and I had children, uh, one commitment we made is that we would give them names that could not possibly mis be misspelled. It's a worthy goal. Then we started with Sarah. Second child, uh, we had agreed for months on the name Abigail. Lisa went through a difficult delivery. It's a girl. She looks up at me and says, can we name her Grace instead? I was in no position to argue. <laughs> Name for her grandmother. I'm so grateful. Uh, and then Noah came 
I'll never forget Bishop Jones. Uh, love that man. He called Lisa on the phone, and she said, it's a boy. He said, oh, what is his name? And Lisa said, Noah. And Bishop said, how do you spell that? There's some optimism just in giving a name and then revealing it. I remember in each case going out to the waiting room after labor and delivery and telling Lisa's mom, it's Sarah, it's Grace, it's Noah, revealing the name. Carl Sandburg wrote that a baby is God's opinion that life should go on. How good of God to come as a baby. They say that you look like your name. Uh, Hugh, they could show a photo of you to random people who don't know you and give five names and 40% of them would pick Hugh. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? It's sort of a sacred trust. And what the Bible tells us again and again is that God knows you by name. God calls you by name. God's got a great name. God looks like this name, Emmanuel. Emmanuel, what a great nickname. That child's to be born in the 8th century B.C. Jesus comes along. His nickname is <laughs> not, you know, Scooter or Mickey or something. His nickname is Emmanuel, God with us. So lovely. It's so crucial. I always think we want more from God. We don't want God just to be with us. We want God to uh, insulate us. We want God to prosper us. We want God filling the blank. But at the end of the day, what we need and want from God is for God to be with us. Faithful company, togetherness. It's underrated until you really need it. Ask older people, and feel free to want me into that category if you would like. I do not mind. Ask older people, what do you want for Christmas? If an older person has a list of 10 things they want, something's gone profoundly wrong in that person. Ask an older person, what do you want for Christmas? There's no thing that they want. They just want people to be with them. When Lisa's dad died, something that we took joy in is that he was never alone on a major holiday. We were always with him. But it's not just old people stuff. It's young people. I've told a few of you before who my daughter Sarah was a little girl. She was sick one time, and Lisa and I are taking turns bouncing in and out of her room, plying her with Tylenol or whatever. So I went in one time, and I wiped her brow, and I was leaving, and as I was about to shut the door, I said, honey, do you need anything? And she said, yes, Daddy, I need you in here with me. God is in here with us. God is with us. Uh, we started uh, seeing the thing from uh, Handel's Messiah. I love this. Um, the Messiah became popular. One guy, some British lord, heard it, and he uh, saw Handel, and he said to him, wow, I, I was so entertained by your music. And Handel responded by saying, I should be sorry if I only entertained them. He said, I wish to make them better. Hugh, we got music tonight. You're going to make these guys better because of it. It's right, we're not in this world to be entertained. We're in this world to be, to be good, to be noble, to be holy, to be God's people. Uh, I love the thing in Handel's Messiah. I remember as a kid singing in some middle school chorus, I'm sure, singing it. And when we came to this thing, I hadn't heard it before. And I love that it's not, and his name shall be called, wonderful. But no, we throw in that extra syllable. Isn't that cool? His name shall be called. I don't think it's just he's had an extra musical note. I think th there's something special coming. You've got to pay attention to this. And it's not 
His name shall be called Wonderful. There's a pause. His name shall be called. We wonder what it's going to be. And then it's not just wonderful. It's wonderful. Kind of cool. It says there's something special afoot here. There's something that is truly wonderful. Uh, I love in um, the... Uh, funny Christmas thing, the best Christmas pageant ever, the story of the uh, delinquent herdmen, children who take over and ruin and then make the Christmas pageant. Imogene, here's this bit about, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And Imogene says, my God, with a name like that, he'd never get out of first grade. This one, no one name is sufficient. Jesus, that's a good name. It means Lord save. Like, what a great name. But then his nickname is also Emmanuel, God with us. But even that's not enough because it's the greatness and the wonder of God. So his name is one Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You get the sense that Isaiah could ramble for a long time about that name. I love that there's a pause, though, before the wonderful Advent is a time Society will tell you, you better get busy and go full tilt between now and Christmas Day. I mean, just you know, get your nourishment and get moving. But here we say Advent is a time to pause. It's time to be quiet. The goodness isn't defined by your feverish busyness, and you can be still because God is with us. God is with us. Uh, the wonderful counselor, I'm going to do one of these, uh, two of these words each week uh, for Advent so you can kind of see what's coming. So today we're thinking about wonderful counselor. The Hebrew, interestingly, probably means the planner of wonders. I like that even better than wonderful counselor. Like God is the planner of wonders. I don't know if you ever plan wonders. Uh, Hugh, Evan, you guys were planning a wonder for us tonight. That's a great thing. Planning wonders. Uh, there are wonders all over. I told you about visiting Niagara Falls two weeks ago and how everybody around had their phone up taking photos and videos, and they were saying things like, wow! It was like the best word any of them could, could muster. It's not a bad word, but I told about my friend, Rabbi Steve Sager, who took his family there, and when they saw Niagara Falls, instead of pulling up their telephones, they recited from memory a prayer that they had learned, all of them, in childhood, which is, praise be to you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, creator of wonders. See the difference. And you don't have to drive the Canadian border or somewhere like Niagara to see a wonder. They're all over the place. I remember when uh, Nathan's uh, daughter Cameron was born, Lisa and I went over to visit, and we were sitting out on the front porch, and uh, Carter, so interesting, we had just walked right by what he thought was a wonder. He plucked up this little dandelion in the front yard and brought it and presented it to Lisa. There just wonders all over. I love what Annie Dillard wrote in her memoir. She talks about growing up in Pittsburgh. So one of her favorite activities was to, she didn't have much money, she would take one of her pennies. She had precious pennies. She would take one of her precious pennies and she would put it half hidden somewhere. Maybe she would cradle it in the root of a sycamore tree or in a crack in the sidewalk where it had chipped off a little bit. And then she would take some chalk and she would draw an arrow near where 
where the penny was hidden. And then when she learned to write, she would write, surprise ahead, surprise ahead. Like, I love that. You're just walking on, surprise ahead. Oh, there's a penny. In the crook of that tree, I love what she says. I was greatly excited during all of this arrow drawing at the thought of the first lucky passerby who would receive in this way, regardless of merit, a free gift from the universe. The world is fairly studded and strewn with pennies cast broadside from a generous hand. Our God is a planner of wonders. And then we, his people, plan wonders. He has planned a wonder for music tonight at 4 and at 6. Bill Roth is planning a different kind of wonder. Our annual service of hope and consolation, which will be a week from tomorrow night, we gather in this place and we light candles, and you can feel free just to cry your eyes out, or for someone that you've loved and lost, maybe in the past year, maybe 40 years ago, and you really miss them now. <laughs> Planners of wonders, goodness gracious, our goodness gracious gift shop is celebrating their 20th anniversary. Do you know they have, um, this is so interesting, in that time, I mean, they sold a lot of stuff. Uh, I'm only interested in them selling the stuff because they take the money and they give it to missions, and they've invested over a half million dollars in mission over that time. And maybe even the greater wonder is the people in there have been a listening ear for people who come in. It's a lovely thing. Our building committee, they're planning a wonder of this building. <laughs> that we're building. So yeah, the committee is planning, the donors who've been planners of wonders to make it happen. What I really wonder about is what are the wonders that God is planning to do through us there? Can't wait to see what that will be. God is the planner of wonders, the most amazing wonder maybe that God planned since God became one of us is the, the person that you saw. Did you look in a mirror this morning? I didn't linger looking in the mirror, but I wish I had. I mean, I was shaving and brushing my teeth and doing that stuff, being sure my hair, how does it look? Is it okay? Kind of in place. We look in the mirror and we forget what we're looking at is that God has planned a wonder, and that wonder is you. I said last week that there are more neurons in your brain than there are stars in the Milky Way galaxy. <laughs> And you have dreams, and you have wounds, and you have loves, and you have passions, and you may be good at making a souffle or at gardening or something. You're just a wonder. I try to remember that when I'm in traffic and I'm about to get riled up. I try to look over at the person in the next car that I do not know. Or, or if I'm at the airport and you're just you know, walking towards your gate and you're passing all these other people, sometimes I just try to pause and marvel. God planned all of those wonders, and each one of them is as complex and mysterious and amazing and puzzling <laughs> everything else as you are. How good of God to put us at such a place. That's why God became one of us. God didn't be not become one of us so you could be a, bit, a better Christmas shopper or entertainer. God did not become one of us so you could be a better investor and have a lot of money when you're done. God did not come to be one of us so that you could be a better TV binger. God did not come among us so that you might be a better golfer. God came so we would be gentle, so that we would love all the us's. God came among us. God did so so that we would worship him like the mage I did when they came, as the shepherds did 
as Mary and Joseph did at the birth of this new child whom they named Jesus, Emmanuel. And one more thing, quickly. Uh, the Hebrew probably doesn't mean wonderful counselor. Like, do you have a wonderful counselor? I could ask, have you been for counseling? The, the answer is you probably should if you haven't. That's all people. Uh, the fact is we've all gone for counseling all the time, but you haven't been paying attention to it. You go for counseling every day. You turn on the TV. You read a book. You listen to a neighbor chatting. You look at something on Facebook. You are being counseled. <laughs> The world is telling you what is good. The world is defining what you should do. The world is saying this is who you are this, or this is who you aren't and you should be someone else. We need, don't we, a wonderful counselor? I noticed when I was looking at Facebook, uh, Lucy from the Peanuts comic strip, she always hung up her shingle. She always had up a sign that said, psychiatric help, five cents. And I loved one of those cartoons. Charlie Brown comes and says, I've just have sunk into a terrible depression. I just feel so badly. What should I do? And she says, uh, snap out of it and give me five cents. <laughs> we need a wonderful counselor. And the way we think of the prophet Isaiah, all the prophets of the Bible, John the Baptist, Jesus himself, Paul, they are our wonderful counselors. They have words that actually can bless us and be of benefit to us. They say things like, be still, you don't have to rush around. They say things like, repent. That doesn't mean grovel in guilt and misery. It means just turn your life around. Pay attention to God. Let the truth of reality become a real thing for you. There is a God. I belong to God. Paul in Corinthians says, your body... <laughs> The world says everything about your body, but Paul says your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Like, look in the mirror, like, that, this, that <laughs> is the temple of God's Spirit. That's pretty good counsel, isn't it? God's counsel is to be generous, to connect with others. There's so many voices that we listen to. Yeah, it's just chatter in our own heads, right? We want to listen to the wonderful counselor in Isaiah 11, which Hillary read for us. It says that this, this coming one, this God among us, has a spirit of wisdom and understanding, of knowledge, of fear of the Lord. He does not judge by what his eyes see or what his ears hear. Friends, I'd love to hear the story of your name. Uh, the one thing I know about your name is uh, far later in the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, to people that are desolate, miserable, fearful, they've given up all hope. God says to them, I have engraved your name, and it really means I have tattooed your name on the palm of my hand. Whatever your name is, in God's hand. <laughs> what a mystery, what a miracle. God sees your name. God treasures you more than you treasure yourself or anybody else has ever treasured you. What good news for to us, a child is born. His name should be called Emmanuel. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Thanks be to God. Let us pray.
Almighty God, we offer ourselves to you this Advent season. We admit that we may struggle to enter this time peacefully. Rather than a season of waiting, we find ourselves running around, creating lists, and focusing on anything but you, O oh God. Help us to center ourselves on you, to allow your peace to be our peace. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, help us to seek you in our lives. Help us to ask ourselves what you are calling us toward rather than how the world is shaping and counseling and forming us. When the world says more things, help us to hear your voice saying more love, more peace, more grace, more of you, Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, this time of year has so much joy, yet, so, yet the grief and sorrow of the world continues to cling to us. Be with those who are grieving. May their aches be felt by you, O God. Be with those who are depressed. May their breathlessness be met with your life. Be with those who are anxious. May, may their fear be met with your comfort. May we be empowered and inspired to support those among us who need care this season. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, may your gentle hand continue to guide us in all that we do. May we be formed by you in the prayer your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For our call for the offering, I'm going to invite Dr. Howell to share a message. Get to do that, and I did. So friends, uh, we come to collect our uh, offering. What a privilege to support such a church. I would remind you that it's the month of December. Uh, we always do this thing every year where we depend on a lot of very generous end of year giving. Know that it is needed. Know that it will be a great joy for all of us to participate. So friends, let us give and give generously.
Lord, all that is good comes from you. We offer these blessings to you. Heavenly Father, today we ask for your, ask your blessings on all the students, teachers, and administrators and our school partners. We are grateful for, for all the adults and youth volunteers who gave their time each week. Be with everyone involved in the school partnerships this holiday season and throughout the school year. Amen.
I love that lyric that begins the third stanza there. I'm looking for the coming of Christ. I want to be with Jesus. This is our prayer. This is our search. This is our journey during this season. Friends, thank you for being together for such a beautiful service of worship. And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us both now and forevermore. Thank you.